0: Welcome to the Made Men Project, this is your man DB transformed from trauma victim into a victor over trauma and your emotional empowerment coach. You are now inside the project where every Monday we will bring you an empowering person or message to dismantle society's false sense of masculinity and change the male narrative. Thanks so much for coming through today. Men in trouble are often in trouble precisely because they are trying to get a grip and act like a man. Robert. Web. My guest today is a seven time rebuilder of his headline the sales guy not trying to sell you anything, LinkedIn's top 675 million voices, and positive supporter of kick ass content, my good friend Joseph Murray. This is going to be a great show. Make sure you leave a rating and review. Also, be sure to share, share, share with those you think that can benefit from this show. The Made Men. Project is for every man and every woman that has men in her life that she loves and cares for. Now let's get to the show. Hey yo, fellas, we we, we made men. We made men. Try to believe that
1: within. I just wanna be a good man. Okay. I know you all, but tell me you a good man. Tell me you are a good man. So many men are being crushed. Oh, man. Society uh, told the oh, to be tough. Yes, you yes you are enough. Okay. Just I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. Listen, I'm right beside you, I'm right behind you. I know that life could be hard. You're not a coward, you got the power for talking about your scars. No, you're not so. Let me inspire you, empower you because society may want to see you fall. You got another brother to call. So many men are being crushed. Society told the to be tough. Yes, you, yes, you are enough. Don't fluff, okay? I can't relate to you brother cause you're a good man Yes you are a good man hey. Hey. I'm here my brother, you know I love you Yes you yes, you are enough I just wanna be a good man I can't relate to you brother cause you're a good man Yes you are a good man
0: What's up, family? Welcome back to the Made Man Project. I'm your host, D.B., and today I'm bringing on a sales guy who isn't trying to sell you anything, LinkedIn's top 675 million voices, and a positive supporter of kick-ass content, my good friend, Joseph Morey. Today, Joe's going to help me dismantle society's false sense of masculinity because so many men are being crushed on societal demands to be tough, deny any kind of vulnerability sensitivity or any internal hurt and pain and it's time to change that narrative so listen it's going to be a great show with so many things you guys want to pay attention to but first really quickly if you are a man who knows that you have the potential to do great things but just not sure how to get from where you are to where you want to be trapped in mental emotional bondage and being crushed under self-limiting beliefs and behaviors it's time to stop struggling with the stress anxiety self-doubt and fear and look me up on LinkedIn at db empowers and send me a message. And we will book you a free, no pitch clarity call so you can learn about me and my team and if and how we can help you master your emotions and experience more confidence, certainty, and authentic- authenticity within the next 60 days. Okay, Joe, so what's up, my man? Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, man, what's going on? Happy Sunday to you.
0: Man, happy Sunday to you too, brother, man. I really appreciate having you on, man. Quick background. I met Joe through a quad meet, Um, and it was... Like, just an authentic and genuine person, man. And ever since then, man, we've just been connecting on LinkedIn, supporting each other's content. And Joe's one of the funniest, down-to-earth, genuine dudes I know, man. And I and that was a connection on social media. And Joe's a good brother, so I'm glad to have you on the show,
2: man. Dude, I'm glad to be here. And I, I listen, I I thought sales was a hard job until we had that conversation on Quad Meets. And I was like, oh, so you get, like, men to talk about their feelings. Like, that, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's tough. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm a I'm a repressor of feelings myself. I just I, I put it deep down. Yeah, yeah. Try to get over it, you know.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, brother, it is tough, man. But it's a discussion we got to start having, man. And it's it's difficult like you said, man, many men just want to. Play emotional dodgeball, man, and try to dip, dodge, duck, and dive all all the you know what I'm saying? Like, and and you know, but we, we come to find out, man, it's not it doesn't work, man. So that's why I do this thing. I do that's why I started my business, started the podcast because I too have dealt with emotion. Now The difference about me is I could identify what I felt, I, I I could kind of process through what I felt, but my problem was effectively expressing what I felt. Oh, I'm gonna let you know what I feel. Believe me, and I'm going to let you know, but I didn't have tact. I didn't, and a lot of times my message to get lost in the delivery. So that's something I had to work on when it came to my own emotions, man. But, yo, let's let's jump right into it, brother, man, because I really want to get your insight on some things, man. And I, you, uh, on top of being genuine and being real authentic, you're also very funny, man. So I want, <laughs> I want people to see that. But as you were growing up, Joe, who and what was your example of a man?
2: Oh, dude, my 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 dad, hands down. Like the funny part is, to your point, right? Uh, I was never, I I wasn't very good at effectively communicating either, right? So okay. a lot of a lot of it came out in in confrontation or mm. or anger or or you know just you know it, bad on my part, right? But my 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 pops used to, I mean, he was an electrician for like forty five years. Who used to wake up three o'clock in the morning, come back four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and just like put in work. Like I, I, I laugh, like I, I get tired and even now today I, I'll be tired after a day of sitting on my computer all day. And I'm like, what am I tired from? Like this is right. like, handling tools all day and actually working. Um, but yeah, he was just, you know, he was, he was a guy that just put his head down, went to work, supported his family. he was he was a little bit of a stickler for things but like looking back now as i have my own kids like i get it right i wish i got it back then yeah because i think the conversations would have been a little different yeah but um yeah definitely my pops man he was uh he was a good dude that's what he is i should say he is a good dude because he was yeah Yeah, he's still around but you know
0: That's, that's great man so at that age man like what did being a man mean to you like what did that represent when you're thinking of okay Watching your dad, what did being a man mean to you at a young age?
2: Yeah, so I'll actually, I'll, I'll give you an example of something that that really, like, I don't want to say like triggered something in me to to kind of do something. But I remember when I was like, I was like ten years old, eleven years old. Um, like my dad wasn't a yeller. He was like, you got nervous when like he was really quiet, right? right. Like like when he was quiet, that's when you're like. Like you, you, look around. You're like, what's going on, right? And, right. and I, I, I remember that I was like 11 years old. Yeah, you know, bunch of kids, right? Somebody's like, go in, do something, right? So I went into like, at, at the time it was like Grand Union or Stop and Shop or something, right? I was in, I was in New York, and um, I, I had stolen something, right? I was like 11 years old, right? So I get caught. Right? I wasn't a good thief. I'm not very good at, 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 at doing bad things. Right. So I get caught, I get caught. My uncle comes and picks me up, brings me home. My dad gets home. At this point, I'm thinking I'm gonna get like messed up, like you know, bad. Like, I don't know. Like, right. Yeah. And he comes in, he looks at me, and he's like, listen, like if you're gonna do something, do it. Like if you're gonna be a thief, be like the best thief. Like if you're gonna be well, he actually said, if you're gonna be an F-up, be yeah. F up, be the be the best F up you can be like if you're going to do it do it. Yeah. And it stuck with me because like the way it resonated was like if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it, right? Whether good, bad or ugly, like I'm going to go 110%. And that's kind of the way he was and the way that he did things, right? Like he was a hard worker, a family man, he did it 110%, right? Yeah. Um so that kind of that kind of stuck with me cuz I was like, "Oh, like I thought I was going to get like the belt or something, <laughs> you know? Like I like I was like Yo, oh man, like you know, thievery. Like he wasn't a fan of that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. but like that conversation that he had stuck with me because I was like, oh, it's like that's that's something that stuck with me even till today. Like when I do something, I do it, you know?
0: Wow, wow, that's that's impactful, man. And I, and I love that message in that man. Not that he was promoting you to do wrong, but what he was saying is if you're gonna do something, don't be half-assed, give your best effort. If you're going to fuck up, fuck up royally. You know what I'm saying? So
2: yeah, I didn't know what the word, but yeah, he was like fuck up, like yeah, fuck yeah, up, like yeah, beyond recognition. But yeah, no, I, and and it's funny because it actually went the opposite way. Like I took it like from that point, I was like, yo, I'm not gonna be a fuck up at all. Like I'm gonna just get my mm-hmm. shit done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So tell us your story. Give it a little, dig dig a little more into your story, man. Like how did you get from where you were as a child to where you are right now? And I don't want the flake or the fluff part of it. Like everybody knows, like the success, everybody sees the success and the thing, but what are some challenges, some other challenges you had to go through that you had to navigate through
2: to get to where you're at
0: right now? Oh, dude, I'm not a smart guy, man. Like I'm,
2: I'm, I'm literally, you know, like I, I, I usually tell people I'm like one IQ point above, like being like challenged in that department. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so what a lot of, a lot of other people get very quickly, right. Took me a lot of time to you know, Duke, and I got like severe, like I got A D D D D D D like to the, to the 10th yeah. level. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I went through like, you know, the Ritalin and the Dexedrine and, and all this stuff like early on in life, like, like through middle school, high school. And, you know, it just really messed me up. Like I don't, anybody that's been on those kind of medications, right. It almost puts you in like this weird, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just not a good feeling. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, I had to learn that for me to get to where somebody in the same, you know, arena as me was going to get, mm-hmm. I had to do something five, six, seven, ten 10 times, just to understand it, to be able to implement it, to be able to do it, mm-hmm. um, to pay attention to it, just to absorb that learning and stuff like that. Um, so for me, that that was part of the challenge. Like, I I, I remember, like, I went to you know, I graduated from high school, like basically with, like a 65 overall average. Like it was, mm. I, f- I found out the week that I was graduating from high school, like I was graduating. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was something where, you know, looking back, it was like, you know, my, my, my pops, like I had to tell him, I was like, save your money, man. Like college is not going to like, yeah. that's not me. Now, luckily for me, I was really good at establishing relationships and communication and stuff like mm. that. But early on in my sales journey, it was commission only jobs. Like you, you, you know, you ate what you killed. That was it. Like there was no base salary or anything like that. So, um, you know, I I struggled, man. I went to, you know, I started off uh, as a stockbroker. Like I, I graduated high school, moved down to the city, got my Series Seven, my sixty-three, which took ridiculous amounts of time. Um, Got that in, and then. You know, just as I had started getting into that groove, nine eleven happened, and when that happened, everything shut down. You know, we we went from being like downtown Manhattan to like fifty seventh and Madison, yeah. like the whole the whole just everything shifted. And then I wound up getting into mortgages. Same thing. I I wound up I, I started off calling people from a phone book trying to get them to refinance. Yeah. Like this is before all that stuff went down. Where like everybody was refinancing, right? Yeah. So, um. Every, every job that I had, man, I had to, I had to work my way up. And then, and then finally um, something hit. And I I remember I had this, like, and luckily I was always a good salesperson, right? Like I always wound up being the the guy, like on the sales team, took, took some time, wasn't instant, but I wound up being the guy. Right. And then I remember one day um, I I just had this epiphany moment. Like I was working for anybody that's worked for a bad sales leader. I don't, I don't, I don't know what is, and I'm putting it in perspective of like work. Like obviously, outside of work, there's much worse things that could happen than be affected by a bad sales leader. But from a from a professional standpoint, nothing worse than a bad leader, like just a a Mm -hmm. bad attitude, right? And I just I said to myself, I'm like, I don't want, like, I want to make sure that I'm the guy that's in the position to affect more than myself the opposite of what this dude is doing. Right. Yeah. And I wound up um, being lucky enough. I worked my way up from my like supervisor to manager to director to, I mean, my last job I was, I was running like 250 person organization with like mm. 48, you know, supervisors and 24 managers, but it took a lot of work, man. There was a lot of, Lot of no's. I mean, I think I'm probably in the millions uh, as far as the amount of no's I've had to overcome over the last 20 years. So, yeah, um, it's always a struggle in salesman.
0: That's but that's excellent, though, man. What, What did you learn about those rejections? What did you learn about all those no's? Because a lot of times, as men, we get stuck, whether it's rejection in our professional lives rejection in our personal lives, like that fear of rejection is something that is paralyzing. It's crippling. So what did you learn through all the news?
2: So the the first thing I learned is not to take anything personal, right? Nobody, nobody's sitting at home bored out of their mind waiting for you to sell them something, right? So, I mean, that's number one, right? You can't take it personal. But the other thing that I learned is if if there's a communication going on, Mm. it's not that they're not interested in what you're saying. It's not that they... Don't want what you have to offer. You just haven't figured out what it is yet that, mm-hmm. that they want. Right. So it's a little bit of a, you know, it, it, it's a fact finding mission. It's a discovery mission. It's a relationship building mission. Right. So what I learned mostly from the noses, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, it's no for right now, not forever. Like if you yeah. can salvage a relationship out of it, salvage some sort of follow up from it, just salvage some sort of communication, you know, whatever you can salvage out of it. It doesn't always have to be, you know, no, never talk to that person again. So a lot of my success came from those no's and, and I don't want to use the word pivot because that seems to be like the the favorite word of like, right. But you got, you got to, you got to redirect, right. Some of, some of those no's into future business or future relationships or, you know, getting to that person that maybe like I look at it like everybody that you talk to is a conduit for maybe somebody else, right? So maybe if it's not right for Derek, maybe Derek knows somebody that is right for, right? So, yeah. you know, that's 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 kind of that's the way I I rolled with it.
0: And that's great. So, how did that translate to your
2: personal life? So, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, my 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 wife told me no about 117 times. <laughs> it, it, I'm, no, no, no joke. It was it was like borderline. Like I, I actually had to check her a little bit. Like when she finally, I'm like, I'm like, so you didn't like. There was times where I was like, it's borderline harassment. Like it, that didn't go through your that that, that that didn't go through your head at all. Like, like there was times like I, like I would I would do something because she she actually she worked across the street from where I was working at, and I'm like, yo, but like my 37th visit, were you not a little nervous? Like, like like you know, like. So, uh, but nah, man, it's, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, but she's, I mean, she was, I mean, listen, I've been married 16 years now. She's normal. Right. So we're good. Um, but yeah, man, it's, you know, I, listen, I, I, I try to, my best analogy for that with both sales and life is, and I tell people this all the time, right. Um, and it's funny because this story, when I told it, it's the first time that I ever felt old, but do you know, I tell, like, you gotta be like Eddie Murphy and in come into America. Yeah, and what I mean what I mean by that is like that that one scene where he's like he's like fuck you, yeah, and the guy's like yes fuck you too. He doesn't know any better, right? Yeah, like in his, in his mind he's he's completely just does not understand that like fuck you is not good. Like he just rolls with it, right? Like that it doesn't change his mood, it doesn't change his mind. Like he just stays positive, right? So like that's like a metaphor for life for me. Like be like Eddie Murphy coming to America. Wow,
0: that's, that's awesome, man. That's excellent. We touched on emotions a little bit earlier, man. You said it was hard for you to deal with your emotions. So I'm going to ask you, like, the part of dealing with it is hard for you to identify what you're feeling, to process through what you're feeling, or communicate what you're feeling?
2: Yeah, I think it's all of them. I mean, the, the one thing I do have is self-awareness, right? So for right. me, I, I I will tell you that from a self-awareness point, I am horrible at feeling emotion. I'm horrible mm-hmm. at at Interpreting emotion, and I'm horrible yeah. at communicating with Now, I could do that for you. Like, I could have a conversation with you, and we could talk through it, right? Like, I tell people like half my job is being a therapist, as a sales leader, right? Yeah. But, but for myself, I just I do I put it deep down. I compartmentalize the shit out of everything, bro.
0: Yeah. Why? Why do you think that is, man? Why do you feel? And it's not just you. It's common. Yeah. As, for yeah. You though? Why do you think that is?
2: Dude, I I I, I don't like. I, I will say growing up, my my like one of the things that was very prominent in my household was like if you ain't dead, you're good, right? So like if some if some if if some bad shit happens, you just keep it moving, right? Like you don't like like you got a broken leg, you still got one good one. Like figure it out, right? Like right, right, right. it was the epitome of like walk it off. And, and listen, I'm not complaining about that. I don't think anything bad came about that. Matter of fact, I think that it gives me a lot of the Strength, like it has its goods, but I understand the bad. Listen, at some point that shit's gonna come out, and I'm probably gonna have to deal with it, right? So, like that, like that, that's the other part of it. Like yeah. I've I've been okay thus far, but you know it's coming at some point. You're gonna have yeah. to deal with some yeah. shit.
0: Yeah, I get it, brother. I not, and I definitely understand, man. So, talk to me about Joe as the dad, being that you you know you struggle with your emotions, uh, you know, for you personally. How does that impact your you know, your relationship as a father and as a husband? So
2: I will say the the good part is I'm very, I'm very good at this with other people. Right. 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 So, so when it comes to the kids and stuff like that, right. Like, I mean, like we're, we're good in that, that aspect, right. Um, Me and the wife are very communicative and and stuff like that. Um, It's, it's been very positive for them because like, dude, like, I just want my kids to be happy, man. Like whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. Right. I don't like, like my, I was big into sports. My four-year-old finally, the other day was like, daddy, can we go hit some baseballs? I never pushed it upon him right. before. It was always like, dude, you want to play transformers? You want to watch Marvel? You want to play video games? Like, I'm, I'm good. Let's play some video games. Right. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's good because luckily I have that ability and a lot of it comes from my profession. I mean, being a salesman, you got to kind of be half therapist, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, like, my kids cry. I'm not, like, you know, like, my son the other day skinned his knee and he was crying. He wouldn't stop crying. So I skinned my knee, like, right in front of him, like, see? Like, as I'm bleeding, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, like, see? Like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, like, right, you know? right. um, but but still, it's not like, hey, stop crying, you know? Like, right. man up, right? So it's a little different. I try to be a little bit more sensitive. And plus, the world the world's changed a little bit, let's be honest. Yeah. right? So
0: Yeah. That's great, man. I love it, man. And I love that you have that awareness, man. So how has your views of a man changed as the world changes, as this, you know, as things got different, as you grew older, has your view of manhood changed over time or you still have, kind of have the same view from when you were younger?
2: So it's, it's, it's weird. I have the same view for myself.
0: Okay. So, okay. so this is going
2: to be a little different, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk out of both sides of my ass right now. But okay, I'm I get it. I, I have the same views for myself, right? I still, shit happens, I just keep going. Listen, I, I went through, you know, uh, the last year, like, getting, getting laid off, having yeah. to find a new, like, dude, n- nothing ever changed with me. I just kept pushing through. We've never had any, like, emotional outbreak or like that, but with kids and stuff like that listen we just live in a different world right like there's so much more there's so much that they know about that we don't know about mm. like that we didn't know like they have all this so like like i didn't i didn't learn about like life until like like for instance like dying and god and stuff. i learned like that through church and and, yeah. and going to like religious education and, and all that stuff right like my kid, I mean, you just got to watch a YouTube video and some stuff comes out, yeah. right? So so it's a little bit different. So I, I think one of the main differences um, that I will say is my, my dad had a lot of conversations with me when I was younger and I looked like a man like that would step in when something needed to be done about either something really good or really bad, like something really bad happened, my dad would step in, right? My mom did like the doctor's appointments, the driving to school, right? My dad just did, like, when discipline had to happen, that's when my dad came in, right? Right, right, right. Whereas now, like, I have to be readily available to have a conversation about anything Mm -hmm. at any time with these kids because anything can come up at any time. Yes. Because we have information at our fingertips 24 hours a day.
0: They're so exposed, man. They're so exposed to... I, I, I lie to you not, man. And I can only base it off where I was as a child and as a teenager... I wouldn't have been truly productive in this in this world today, man. As, as With the struggles that I have and the things that I was in back then, now to have access to everybody. Like before, we only had access to people in our neighborhoods, people in our schools. You know, at the turn of like 95, we just now started getting AOL and things like that. So we had the little, ch- but the thing about it, to have access at your fingertips to people all over the world, I don't know how I would have fared in that type of environment, man.
2: Well, it, it, the 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 hard part too is like I like my I have a twelve year old right and yeah. she she's I mean she's your ten twelve years old It's a beautiful age but yeah. um you know she's going through some shit right so you have to you have to walk that line of and here's the hard part you got to have those communications you got to have that conversation but at the same point right like if it's one thing that I want to teach my children moving forward like don't ask a question that you can Google right like at the end of the day. Use the information that we have at our fingertips yeah. for the best that you can, right? So, like, learn to self-educate yourself. Learn to get ahead of the game. Learn to take that information as a positive, right? That's yeah. half the battle. The yeah. other half of the battle is being, like, I catch myself all the time, like, that voice in my head where I'm like, I know you want to say this, but we're not going to, right? Because <laughs> No, number one, it, it it it's it's different when you're communicating with a woman, right, and and the woman yeah. that you want her to be, than yeah. you are with a man, right? Like it's a different. There's a, and and not to you know, not. It's just a different sensitivity. It's a different delivery of the message, right? Like you, especially at that young age, right? Yeah, that's
0: that's 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 crucial. And I'm glad, like I said, back to that awareness. I'm glad you have that awareness, ma'am. So. When it comes to, I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to throw out two words for you. And I want you to tell me your first thoughts when it comes to them. What's your thoughts on male vulnerability and transparency?
2: So male vulnerability, probably the hardest thing for me. I'm not vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, right. right. I'll I'll throw that out. Transparency is how I live my life. Like, so that, and and it's weird, right? Because you would think that the two would go. Yeah. Yeah. You, You would think so, Right. I'm transparent to a point. Like, 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 I told my wife when we first met. Like, don't ask me how you think they look in something because I'm going to tell you, good, bad, yeah. or ugly. Like, that's right. just the way that I am. I'm very, I'm, tra- I'm transparent to a fault. Right now, it's not so easy for me to be vulnerable because at the end of the day, I don't look at it as a vulnerability because in my mind, like, I woke up today. Yeah, like, like I'm alive. Like, what yeah. do I have to be upset about? Right. And that's just it's so. Listen, I, I don't know if that's that's what you're looking for, but like the, the transparency part, I mean that that's the way I live my life. The vulnerability part, not so much.
0: Well, I, I definitely get it. I, I get what you mean because when you're being transparent, you're not doing it to the fact where you're, you know, exposing yourself. But what you're saying is if you ask me, so I can reflect what you're giving me. If you want something from me, I'm gonna give you what you're looking for. Now, when it comes to you, you're a little more guarded and giving out about you. So yeah. I, I definitely get that. I, I definitely get that, man. So with, with that being said, brother, like I want to switch gears a little bit. And in a lot of times, people, you know, kind of struggle with this words. So I'm I'm, you know, but I want to know for you when it comes to self-care, or taking care of yourself, what are some things you do to do that, man?
2: Bro, well, I am horrible at self-care. Like I I I am the and and so I, I say that. So let me let me say it in a way like this, right? Everybody goes through their their things. Everybody's got demons. Everybody's got struggles, right? Let's not be let's not be like ignorant to the fact that everybody's going through some shit. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. Everybody's going through some shit. Yeah. It it, it you know on, on the inside on the outside it doesn't matter, right? But for me, like I'm the happiest person that I know. What I what I mean by that is like that Nas song, right? Like sleep is the cousin of death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like bro, like I'm. I'm up till three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm, you know, I go to sleep, I wake up, like I don't sleep right. I don't eat right. Like my, my wife's constantly trying to shove like fruits and vegetables in front of me. And I'm like, right. yeah, what? like, it, and it's funny because one of, one of the things that I just started doing is actually working out and doing stuff. Cause like, I just put my head down and work like in my, in my, like, for me, it's like, I just need to provide for my family so that like, if God forbid anything happens, they're good, right? So that has been my number one focus for the last 20 years. But like, I just, I, I just started getting on the treadmill. I'm like seven days in, i mean, I know, pat myself on the back for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I eat horribly, I drink soda, you know, I, I, right, I stop right. smoking, right? Like, I, I wish I could tell you that I had some sort of plan for like self health. I don't like right. I, my my wife yells at me all the time, saying like, you got to take care of yourself. But uh, it's something that I'm aware of. I just haven't right. implemented <laughs> anything yet.
0: Yeah. I get yeah. it, man. I, I definitely do. so you know we're, we're talking, and, and what what are some of the things that bring you joy,
2: though? You no, know, like so I always I, I always had two beliefs in life right like you're compensated for the difficulty of the problem that you solve yep. right that's number one and like it sounds cliche but if you do what you love you never work a day in your life right like I love sales like even 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 the the bad parts about it right having the bad leadership or the yeah. nose and stuff dude to me it's therapeutic like I used to do door to door like I would go to somebody's house and like just that verbal interaction was like therapy to me. Like, and I, and I was the guy like, like I would knock on somebody's door and somebody would yell at me and I'd be like, listen, I don't know who's shitting your cornflakes today. Obviously you're having a bad day. Like, I know that's not directed toward like, but like yeah. having that conversation, like every door that I went to gave me more energy and, and kind of mm-hmm. gave me this. So for me, like I wake up every day. I think part of the reason That I'm up to like, I'm up to three o'clock in the morning with the job that I have now feels like I work for an hour. Like I look up and it's three o'clock. It's not like I got to power through to it. Like I love what I'm doing. So, so for me, it's just, it's, it's, it's loving what I'm doing and being able to do that. Like, I've never had to worry about, oh, I need to get a raise. If I wanted a raise, I just went out and got it myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, like being in that position and being able to basically provide for my families, make sure that I'm there for my kids. Right. And, and everything else. Like if I had to go and I had to see my kids do something, like I would just go get three sales in the morning and be like, yo, I'm out boss. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I i gotta go take care of yeah. some shit. So
1: yeah.
2: um, being able to have control over my life in that way brings me, you know, and, and I get to, I mean, now I work from home. Like I never leave my wife. I'm, my wife works right there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. My, yeah. my kids are always in the background and stuff. So
0: yeah. Yeah. That's excellent, man. That's excellent. So last question, Joe, and I'm going to ask it in two different ways. Some people struggle with it and you kind of touched on it throughout, you know, this this whole conversation, but I want to ask it directly. What type of legacy are you leaving in this world or when it's all said and done, brother, how do you want to be remembered?
2: Bro, I I I don't know a good answer to that, and and it's funny because uh, a buddy of mine, Gabe, asks a similar question, right? And I always I always laugh. I'm like I'm like if I ever get like if I ever wind to be on his show, I have no idea how to answer that. Uh, but what I would say is, if I look back and I'm on like my deathbed or something like that, or even gone, looking down or looking up, depending on where I go, right? Yeah. Like, like if my kids are good and they got no struggles and they're as happy as I am in life and, and everything else. Right. Like that, that, that's all I need, man. That's all I care about. Like if they're good and I did a good enough job to get them to where they need to be and whatever that, whatever that joy and, and, and happiness is for them, it doesn't have to be what it is for me. Right. Whatever it is for them. um, Like I'm good, man. I, that, that's all I care about. Like I, I just want to look back when they're like 25, 26 years old, like that, that mid twenties, And hopefully, I'm around to see it. And I just look at them, and you know, they're just as happy as I am, man. Yeah, man. That's or happier.
0: Yeah, that's that's powerful, man. That's powerful. I got one more question for you, and I want to know and I want to close out with this one. But what is one piece of advice you would give men of any age regarding masculinity?
2: Yo, be comfortable with yourself, man. Like, I'm like, like, I dude, like there's only one you, right? Like there, there's only one Joe, there's only one Derek and yeah. you just have to find that everybody's always looking for something, right? Everybody's always looking to fit in. They're looking for their their people. They're looking for a sense of, you know, being accepted and stuff like that. Like, don't, don't try to find that. Let that come to you, man. Like be you, yeah. be the person that you are because there's only one of you, right? Like,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, uh, uh, just be comfortable in your own skin, man. Don't try to be something
0: you're not. Hey, man, that's powerful, brother. Listen, I want you to know, regardless of the struggles you're having, with when it comes to your emotions and everything, or, you know, shoving them down, I want you to know you are definitely a made man, Joe. You are motivated. You are accessible. You're disciplined. And you are expressive, man. And I appreciate you for coming on here today, brother, being transparent and also vulnerable, speaking to some of your challenges and struggles, man. So I definitely appreciate you, man. I look forward to seeing more of your wonderful and kick-ass content on LinkedIn. I love your headline. I love the shit that you put out there, brother. Um, So I, I'm glad that we connected through that quad meet, man. But I look forward to seeing you crushing it, man, and watching you do great things moving forward, brother.
2: It was same here, man. I love, I love what you're about. I love what you're doing. The world needs more of it. So just keep, keep kicking ass, man.
0: Absolutely, bro. Thank you, man. You take care, my man. You too. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I truly hope something on this episode resonated with you. It is my hope that you know that no matter what you're dealing with or what you're going through, you don't have to suffer in silence, isolation, and shame. We all have struggles. We all have things that we are dealing with, and ignoring or avoiding what you're thinking and feeling and not allowing yourself to be vulnerable or express any internal hurt and pain doesn't make you more of a man. Please understand that also please share this episode you never know what someone is going through and something in this episode may help remember no matter what it is or how hard it is that's not all there is you don't have to stay stuck or struggling your power is in your choices so what type of choices are you going to make today hey. Hey. I'm, here, my I'm here my brother you know i
1: love you yes you yes you are enough i just want to I can't relate to you brother cause you're a good man Yes you are a good man